The pressure at times is so real. And I'm not talking about the pressure to perform or the pressure to please others. I'm talking about the pressure fighting against you, the pressure holding you back, the pressure that seems to come at every corner you turn. When you took that step to follow God, when you took that step to be obedient, when you got the confidence and faith to start the business, make the commitment, write the book, make that call, oh, the enemy is coming with pressure to fight against you. And I've got five strategies to teach you how to fight back right now. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, it's March. March Madness is beginning, so let's go basketball on this episode, okay? If you're not a basketball fan or ever played basketball, or if you thought March Madness was like a sale at your favorite store, just stay with me for the next 20 minutes. I promise you'll get some strategies out of this because the truth is you're under attack. Like you've been under attack. As a follower of Christ, the enemy will do anything to derail you, to silence you, to frustrate you, to make you quit. He'll put the pressure on. And if you've been feeling the pressure, stay right here. Oh, wait, I might have to actually explain for some of you. March Madness is the college basketball national tournament. This is the time of year that you print out the bracket, fill out your picks for who will win the games, who will hit the final four, who will win the national championship. And then you get your highlighter and your pen and you check every morning. I'll tell you this. I always fill out a bracket. It's something my dad and I always did together and something I honestly enjoy. With all my years as a basketball player, my college team winning a national championship, and then going on to a career with the NBA, basketball is something I always enjoy. But March Madness, it's a whole nother level. I'll tell you this, I'm usually a pretty quiet basketball watcher, but March Madness might be the only time you will actually see me stand up and yell at the TV. And then at the end, when the champions are crowned, I cry every year. Then they play the highlights and play one shining moment. Oh, it's the best. So it just fits that the way God was speaking to me and sharing with me this morning came through so clearly with basketball analogies. It actually started as I was on the phone with my best friend and she was sharing how the weekend went and all of a sudden I'm speaking encouragement and truth to her and saying, um, changing the podcast to this this week and I'm already typing as we're speaking. So here it is. Have you been feeling pressure lately? Like not pressure to perform or pressure to produce, but pressure from the enemy. Pressure trying to keep you down, keep you bound, keep you from pursuing your purpose, keep you from pressing forward. That pressure that feels almost completely debilitating. That pressure that keeps you up at night, but at the same time makes you want to just sleep the hours away. Pressure that has you questioning everything that you felt God say last week and were so pumped up about, but now it seems so hard. Like how could you even step forward one inch when all you feel is getting knocked back down? Pressure that might not even feel like it's against you, but against those you love. Why are they feeling this pressure? Why are they going through something when it's me who stepped out in faith? Pressure that feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you can't carry one more thing, even though you know it's God calling you out to do it. Have you been feeling pressure? Let me affirm to you, 
the pressure you've been feeling is on purpose. It's on purpose from the enemy. He knows exactly what God has asked you to step into. He knows exactly what God has laid out before you. He knows exactly what you have committed to and have taken steps toward and are already experiencing victory in. He knows. And he's turning up the pressure. Let's talk about Jesus in the wilderness for a second. Matthew chapter 4. Let's start at verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For forty days and forty nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil came and said to him, If you're the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, If you're the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up in their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to... See how the devil won't let up? See how he came in so strategically to put on the pressure now? Jesus has grown. He's just been baptized and now he's about to walk out his ministry on earth. And now Satan is like, oh, let's put on the pressure. You know what's wild right now as I'm saying this? It's wild how we so often say Jesus began his earthly ministry at age 30. And I understand the point of that. But also, man, God was using him long before that. He was an example long before that. He was a witness for the Lord long before that. He was impacting people long before that. Maybe not in the number of people or in the miraculous ways we see from this point forward, but you can't tell me that when Jesus was a boy and his parents lost him. (laughs) Yes, that happened. And then when they found him in the temple and he said, I'm about my father's business. You can't tell me that that wasn't ministry then. That right there hit someone. I know it did. Anyway, Jesus was just baptized about to truly walk out the Lord's will for him here on earth. And the enemy knows it. Time to apply pressure. Like not just regular pressure, but like full court press. Okay, you're going to learn about basketball today. And you're going to have to just stick it out with me. In a game, after the other team scores, you take the ball out of bounds under the basket. Pass it in and start to head the other direction in order to score, right? Okay, so for the most part, both teams play what is called man-to-man defense. You each guard one person and stick with them. My nephew, his six-year-old leagues, I love how they teach this. Each player gets a colored wristband, and then each player on the other team gets a colored wristband. So if your wristband is blue, you stick with the player on the other team who's wearing a blue wristband. So smart. Still a tough concept for young players as they're like so excited about the ball and where the ball is, but I still think it's a great way to teach this point. All right, so that one-on-one man-to-man defense, most times you pick up your player at like half court. That means after you score, you back up and wait for the team who now has the ball to make it halfway up the court, and then you really start to play defense. I hope this is making sense to you. For me, it's, it's definitely one of those I could show you better than I could tell you kind of things, but stay with me. If the opposing team is down or wants to try to get ahead or really wants you to feel uncomfortable, they will put into play what is called a press a full court press. Now, this is different than any basic man-to-man defense. A press is a planned out strategy. It's a play. Press, which after decades of basketball, I'm pretty sure is shortened version of the word pressure. 
It's a pre-planned type of defense. Y'all, I actually went to masterclass.com and found a great definition of a press. So a full court press is a tactical playing style where defenders put intense pressure on the opposing team's offense throughout the entire length of the court. The purpose of the full court press is to overwhelm offensive players, preventing them from running offensive formations. Look, the press is effective until you can break it consistently. So today, I'm here to give you a press break. I'm opening the playbook and I've got a game plan that you can implement right now so that you can go forward, so that you can effectively run your offense, so that you can confidently do it over and over and over again. So step one, prepare for the press. Look, if you're heading into the game, and especially when you know you're a good team, or if you know it's about to be a close game, you've got to expect the press. Expect that the other team will press you. If you have just stepped out in faith, if you have just gone to another level in your relationship with God and in your obedience with Him, expect the press. Expect the pressure. The enemy knows darn well what you've just done, what you've committed to, what you've invested in, what you said you will do, and how you have put your faith into action to take the steps. He knows. So he's coming full court press on you. His goal? Not to just keep you back from scoring, not to just keep you from the victory, but his goal is to not even let you get the ball to half court. His goal is to cause you to get flustered, panic, and turn the ball over before you even get close to the basket. Look, the enemy knows how good you are. And above that, he knows how strong your God is. He knows that if you get past half court, if you even get within shooting distance of the hoop, he's done for. So the pressure comes right now, full court press. Prepare for the press. And in order to prepare for the press, you've got to first prepare for it mentally. Know it's coming. Expect it. Think it not strange, right? Y'all know I don't hit the King James Version of the Bible very often, but this verse right here, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. The New Living Translation says it like this, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Think it not strange. Don't be surprised. This is what mental preparation looks like. Know this, when you walk onto the court with the intention of winning, the enemy is not going to just roll over and let you have it. Yes, God is on your side. Yes, he is stronger than any devil out there. Yes, he got the victory, is getting the victory, will get the victory forever and ever. And still, the enemy will put pressure on you. Why? Because you're not God. You have a mind, you have emotions, and if he can play with those, he can make you forget who you really have behind you, in front of you, and with you. And once you prepare mentally, you prepare physically. You actually set up a play to beat the full court press. And who gives you that play? It's time to go to God. He doesn't just give you the super shiny outcome that you signed up for, the victory, without a plan for along the way. Go to him. Sit with him. Study his playbook over and over and over. Know it like the back of your hand. You want to know what's wild about basketball? Actually, about probably most sports. The fundamentals are the fundamentals. Like there's only so many plays that you can run. There's only so much creativity that comes with it. You will learn a press break play in junior high and run that same play in college. The only thing that changes is your execution of it. God's word is God's word. The playbook is the playbook. It's not changing. As you mature, you'll be able to walk it out more efficiently, but it's the same. 
Go to the playbook. Stop trying to think you have to come up with something, something new, something last minute. Like God has never seen this type of pressure from the enemy before. This is a classic 212 zone press. Great, here's your press break. You go here, pass here, screen here, cut here, bing, bang, boom, we score. This is a classic, her past has her disqualified, remind her of her past mistakes, remind her of that one decision she made years ago, remind her of the shame that she felt, bring that shame back until it paralyzes her from moving forward. This is that type of full court press? Great, here's your press break. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Need another play option? Psalm chapter 30, verses 4 and 5. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. The pressure is coming. Prepare for it mentally and prepare for it physically. Practice over and over and over. Run it back over and over and over. Memorize those scriptures. Pray over your situation. Speak God's truth. Prepare for the pressure. And if you thought I forgot to say prepare for it spiritually, I didn't forget. That is what this is all about. This whole full court press and press break, it's all spiritual. You're not actually fighting against flesh and blood, but what? Against principalities. This is spiritual. It's time to break the press. Step two, precise positioning. Had to get two P words in there. Precise positioning. This is not the time to panic. This is not the time to go all willy-nilly and run around in circles screaming, I'm open, pass me the ball, when in fact you're totally not open. Precise positioning means running the play. It means executing the plan that you set out in your preparation phase. And it means running the play over and over and over again. When God gives you direction, the exact play to execute the press break, the strategy to break the pressure, oh, you better follow his plan with precise positioning. Here's the hard part. There will be times you think you know better than him. Tell the truth. There will be times you will say, or probably have said, I know I have, but God, I'm like in it right now. I'm the one here going through it right now. If I just make this one move right here, I swear it will work. This is what will work best for me right now. Been there? Oh, I can remember specific times on the basketball court and my coach yelling, run the play. And all that's going through my mind is, but you're not in the game. You're not the one being scratched, being pulled, being pushed, being smacked. You're telling me to set up right here, right on this line, right here, and then cut to the left. But when I do that, she's grabbing my jersey. She won't let me go that way. It's better if I just go the other way. And what happens when I go that way? Turnover. (laughs) God sets up the play with precise positioning. You may need to cut faster. You may need to give a little fake one way and then go. You may need to push off a little. Don't let the enemy push you around and you not push back. He's holding your jersey and not letting you go that way, the way you know God has told you to go. That doesn't mean you give up on the play. That means you put on your game face and the next time he grabs your jersey, you whip your arm down, get his hands off of you and cut full force toward the ball. You show him who's in control. Where is God asking you to be right now? Has he asked you to step into leadership at your church, but you're feeling pressure with your kids acting crazy at home, so now you don't think it's the right position for you to take it this time? What about your relationship? Has God given you clear direction, laid out the play, but you're feeling pressure, most likely in other areas of your life, to be honest, and so you assume, you decide that this isn't the best move for you right now? Look, God is strategic. God has a plan. 
It's our responsibility to execute the plan and execute it with precise positioning. But remember, the enemy knows the plan too. And he will scratch and kick and pull your jersey and trash talk in your ear and remind you of the last time and tell you you don't deserve to be here. Stay in position. Remember the game plan. Now is not the time to quit. It's time to fight. It's time to push. It's time to break the press. So remember, if you want to break the pressure the enemy's putting on you right now, the pressure that came once you decided to get in the game, once you got confident in God calling you, once you stepped out in faith expecting victory, first prepare for the pressure, then get in precise positioning, and step three, pass. Yep, pass. Any basketball player knows the best way to break a press is to pass the ball. Don't dribble, pass the ball. A pass can move the ball way faster than dribbling can. A pass covers more distance, pass the ball. Who's on your team? Well, fun fact, God's not just a coach, he's God. He's right there in the game with you. Pass the ball to him, then get moving toward the goal. He'll pass it back. The Holy Spirit, pass the ball to him, then get moving toward the goal. He'll pass it back. Who's on your team? Who supports you? Who agrees with the steps you've taken and is right there beside you, not just cheering you on, but ready to do a little give and go? Remember last episode, I shared that a friend challenged me to go deeper in my prayer life. And what truly pushed me into that challenge was that she said she's committed to it. She would commit to praying for 10 minutes each day for me, for my situation. You want to talk about a teammate? It was like I was sitting there struggling, feeling all alone, trapped by the enemy, the pressure making me want to think I'm about to turn the ball over and I'm about to lose. And there she was, Kayla, pass me the ball. Like, so matter of fact, I got you, she said. One man can't break a press. One woman can't beat the pressure. You need the whole team because the most effective way to break the press is to pass the ball and keep moving. Please don't put your head down and try to dribble your way out of this one. Please don't think God has given you this assignment and it's all on you, all on your shoulders, and all up to you to complete, and then you will celebrate your own victory all by yourself. There is wisdom, there is discernment, there is help that will only come through others. Pass the ball. The best part is when you pass the ball, even for a split second, the enemy turns his head away from you, and now's your chance to advance, always being ready to catch the ball back. Because remember, God called you out there. He called you to start that business. He called you to that marriage. He called you to that position. He called you to that city. He called you to that next level. You are going to be the one to score. You are going to get the victory, but you won't get it by yourself. And that's the best news. You don't have to get it by yourself. Every best press break play includes passing the ball. Let's recap. When it comes to this pressure, here's how you're going to break it. Step one, prepare for the pressure, mentally and physically. Step two, follow God's precise positioning. Step three, pass. And now, step four, problem solve. There will be times the play doesn't run exactly as it was drawn up. You might be a little out of position. There could be a player on the opposing team you weren't prepared for. They weren't on the scouting report. You've got to problem solve in the moment. This is what God has called you to and the enemy knows how to get to you. And often that means getting to those you love. You feel that? You've stepped out in faith. You actually pushed back and fought the pressure, and now your teenage son is acting up, and him acting up feels like it's derailing your progress? First of all, think it not strange. And at the same time, problem solve. Fight for your son. Pray for your son. Put out the fire. 
One of the worst things I think we can do as Christians is to get so focused and so caught up in what God has called us to do or our current assignment that we forget to be his follower. Stop and problem solve. How can I say this? <laughs> Read Mark chapter 5. Jesus is literally on his way to Jairus's house. Like Jairus just fell at Jesus's feet and pleaded fervently with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus goes with him. And on the way, you know what happened on the way? The woman with the issue of blood. Jesus heals the woman with the issue of blood. On the way. Fully in the middle of another assignment completely moving forward toward the victory, there's this woman. She reaches for him and he problem solves. Well, he more than problem solves, if you know what I'm saying. He heals her. Can I tell you the truth? You're not going to get it right the first time or even every time. I'll say that. There will be times you turn the ball over. There will be times that you may have just broke the press and you know what? The press can still break you the next time. Yes, the same press, the same plan of the enemy. Problem solve. If you're struggling a bit with your prayer life, that was me, y'all. Recognize the problem and problem solve. Make an adjustment. Make the shift. Plug from the previous episode there. Shift. If prayer is what got you beat by the pressure last time, push through with prayer. Start listening to teachings on prayer. Call a friend to pray for and with you. Ahem, pass the ball. Sit and focus on prayer. Problem solve. Okay, we're at the end. If you've been feeling pressure from the enemy, first of all, know it's because you've taken a step. You're in the game, and he knows it too. You're heading for victory, and he will do whatever he can to derail you, to frustrate you, to cause you to make a turnover. He's set up in a full-court press. How do you break it? Step one, prepare for the pressure. Step two, get in precise positioning. Step three, pass. Step four, problem solve. And step five, score and win the game. That's it. Score and win the game. Devil, go ahead and come at me with the full court press. Come at me. You won't win. You know the song, What a Beautiful Name? What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. That one. You know my favorite part of that song? The part that gets me so pumped? It's this. You have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. But it's this. You have no rival. You have no rival. As I'm filling out my bracket for March Madness, the rival games are so fun to watch. These schools battling back and forth for like historical amounts of time. Either team could win, depending on where the game is played, how the cookie crumbles, who the refs are, the stadium, and the fans. Rival games are where it's at. But God, he has no rival. Satan is not God's rival. God has no rival. There is no one and no thing that even stands a chance. A rival stands a chance. God has no rival. Remember that. Satan is not God's rival. God has no rival. The pressure will come. He's got a full court press set up with your name on it, but God has no rival. Victory is guaranteed. Prepare for the pressure. Get in precise position. Pass the ball. Problem solve. Then score and win the game. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time. 